Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soda Pop podcast. As always, Soda stands for School of the Arts, and Pop just sounds nice next to it. I'm Grayson Wagoner, and today I'm joined by a very talented musician, filmmaker, and UNA student, my friend Colby Green. It's good to be here. I'm uh, I'm excited. I've never been on a podcast, so oh, this is the first. I yeah. didn't know. I thought yeah. I used to have a podcast. Well, I guess that means technically I have been on a podcast, but never been a guest on. Yeah, yeah, I've never been a podcast guest. Um, so this is exciting. First time for me. Uh, big deals. Well, it's, I'm <laughs> glad to have you. Can you yes. like introduce yourself oh, yeah. to everybody? So um, I'm a film major, uh, UNA Cinematic Arts and Theater. Uh, I'm a senior, um, and I make music on the side. And that's pretty much all I do. I have a cat named Daisy. She's really <laughs> cute. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's everything there is to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, to start yeah. us out, uh, where we do a segment, we're starting a new segment called Fresh Squeeze. Okay. Where we try a new lemonade. And we okay. uh, talk about like some music that we've been listening to. Okay. Yeah. So, that sounds good to me. I like lemonade and music. So <laughs> lemon concoctions. I got some uh, Minute Made pink lemonade. Bro, you you hit the spot. <laughs> Sorry. It slipped right out of my hand. <laughs> Minute Made pink lemonade from Create. Dude. So. You you actually that's my favorite like seriously my favorite oh perfect so I usually we like rank them and we're like oh is this good you know do we oh. like this we rate them so well, if mean, you love it then you know ten man, out of ten you never know manufacturing could be you know <laughs> yeah slip up somewhere I try to shake up my lemonade in yeah, case it has like idea. the the weird stuff in it I'm not sure if it says to shake it up sometimes they do <laughs> it's always a good idea too yeah let's see do we just go ahead and drink it yeah I guess let's 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 try some minute made pink lemonade okay yes. Got to get the gulp down. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a lot of gulps. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect, I mean, excellent, delumptuous. Yeah, it's not. See, with my thing with like strawberry lemonade or pink lemonade, like mm -hmm. a lot of the times it'll be like the sour will just come through too much. Right. And like, honestly, this was better than I was expecting it to be. I've had this a uh. hundred times, and it it shocks me every time. It's it's not too potent, you know. It's delicious. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. There's something about pink lemonade that I like, you know, not just yeah. regular lemonade. I don't know. I don't know if I could describe even the flavor. Different. I guess I'd have to have them side by side. Yeah. To, like, actually, describe. I never thought about that. Yeah. I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you the difference between pink lemonade and regular lemonade besides it's just pink. Right. But I, I believe they're different. Yeah. I believe maybe it. sweeter. Maybe. It's yeah. Like less sour. Um, Based on what I just tasted, I would believe that because yeah. it tasted a little more sweet than sour. Yeah. And so the, my biggest question, though, is what's the difference between strawberry lemonade and pink lemonade? Because is pink lemonade not just supposed to be strawberry lemonade? Uh, or at least I've always, I've had a misconception know. of that my entire life. I used, I've always called uh -huh. pink lemonade strawberry lemonade. And then people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Man? They get mad. <laughs> they get real mad. Yeah. I mean, it's. Don't disrespect strawberry lemonade. They're, they're very similar in my opinion. Uh -huh. So I, I couldn't tell the difference, honestly, if you made me. Well, there's so many things in my mind that I like kind of overlap and I'm like, ah, that's similar enough. You know, it's, yeah, it's like, exactly. I, I don't really. <laughs> Like I, issue I with a lot of things. like I believe, I believe like especially when people are like oh I feel really passionate about this that like Coke and Pepsi taste different like I believe that but like yeah. I don't I couldn't tell you why you know it's like I, yeah. I I would need to have them I really one day I would kind of want to do this I want to like have them like side by side like mm. drink one and drink the other and be like that's the, that's a difference yeah. I get it but it's like I never have them close enough to each other like it's always at least like a few hours later oh, yeah, if not days later mostly days when I, mean, I you know it's a crime to have Pepsi and Coke yeah yeah, day, yeah probably but I'm saying like <laughs> even at the bare minimum I would have it like hours later you know it's like yeah. it's a, but then like I mean it makes sense though to if they that they taste different I mean why mm. would they taste the same but, <laughs> yeah uh, I can't tell you the difference between yeah, them, like you said so I don't know, I don't know. 
that's a good anyway, that's our pink lemonade debate drink drink dichotomy is that the drink one? that could is be di- the name of the episode oh. drink dichotomy i like that i like <laughs> I want uh, some more. yeah so we also, you know, talk about some music that we're listening to. Hmm. Uh, you could talk about some of your own favorite songs or just some inspirations, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, some this band that has been inspiring me a lot. You, you know, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard, right? Yeah, yeah. King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. They're, I think I got you an album yeah, you of did. that for your birth, for Christmas for Christmas. Um. Anyways, so they, I'm, I'm. They're not the ones that have been inspiring me recently. There's another band called Babe Rainbow that's kind of like a subsect of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh-huh. They're like friends. They produce for each other and stuff. But they're called Babe Rainbow. They make really similar music, but it's more like beachy, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and I've just been listening to a lot of them. They just came out with a new EP called Mushroom. And like, dude, it's so good. They reference King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard in one of the songs. They're oh, like, that's nice. They're like cruising down the street to king giz or something i don't know <laughs> that was like, that's what you did yeah, or you no. used to cruise down the street to king giz i still do uh-huh. many a day but um yeah no babe rainbow um Del water gap the brook in the bluff mm-hmm. um they're like a local birmingham uh based band yeah uh all of those have been kind of uh racking my brain recently um have you heard of the brook in the bluff i've definitely heard that i i don't think i've even heard their music but my friend one time told me a story about how I think the guitar player gave them their pick because oh. they thought that they were hot. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the story. I lucky, believe so. Lucky person. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're uh, just based out of Birmingham, but like uh-huh. they're like not super popular. They have like maybe I think just hit fifty thousand followers mm-hmm. on Instagram, but they make so kind really of good. Like, yeah, dude, they're so good. Like you, you gotta like listen to them. So I'm going mm-hmm. to see them in November uh, in Birmingham, their hometown tour. So. That'll be cool. But I, I would say that those are my biggest inspirations right now mm. for my music and what I've been listening to anyways. So Yeah, I, I think on. for me, uh, if I'm singling out a song to put on the playlist, we have like a playlist. Okay. So you put some of this on the playlist. Uh, I'd say What Matters Most by Ben Folds. Oh. I've been listening to a lot of Ben Folds recently because I went to his concert yeah. and that's it's great. Awesome. It's great. I love piano. I'm a big piano oh, yeah. fan. Yeah. That, I mean, I could tell. <laughs> from the other yeah day. you look like a piano <laughs> oh yeah that's true yeah the, the leo piano masquerade yeah. we were we were all we were improvising songs on the piano in the norton stage with uh trevor peck mm-hmm. and wouldn't you know it leo the lion <laughs> walked up started snapping his fingers yeah, played along he did a little jig <laughs> for us. us he did a little twerk a little, it a was, little bit he of threw a it back a little bit uh it was great <laughs> yeah. it was a, a transcendent experience it i heard really a, was i heard a lot of people movie. had experiences with leo that day really i heard that my, my, i know people who like saw him like running around during class and like saw him i don't know that was a leo day so if anyone's wondering there was like i wonder if there was a reason for that like i know are they promoting something i don't know i feel like we should know as students (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably but it's cool to see i hope i just see leo around campus all the time now dude yeah what a great character piano interaction with him that was yeah that was phenomenal we wrote a song for him (laughs) so can you tell me a little bit about your experience these past few years just at una and also your experience in the cat department like the kind of classes that you've taken and just how that's gone? Yeah. So um, basically, my entire experience with UNA has been like defined by Greek life in a way, like at least uh-huh. my social experience, um, being in like Aftal Omega, uh, meeting your brother, Rush, then yeah. meeting you. Um, it's kind of just the thing that's been like the binding factor for like all of my 
I guess the trunk to the branches of my UNA tree. You know? Oh, that's beautiful. That's so poetic. <laughs> I can see why you write songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it when it comes to my social like aspect of UNA. Uh-huh. Um, but class wise, uh, I start, I came in as a sophomore, so I didn't really have to do a lot of my prerequisites. Um, I really got into my major like really quickly. So I'm in like pretty much all of the final classes that I need as a senior. Um, I'd say my favorite class so far I've taken was definitely Mr. McHenry's editing class. Yeah. Um, just cause I'm an, I'm an editor at heart. Like that's what I love to do the most. Um, even with like music, like my favorite thing is the production part of it and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, or post-production, like, I don't know. Anyways, uh, that class, technical thing. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. fun to feel like you have like that control over yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, playing with the softwares and stuff like that's, that's my thing. But, uh, then that's all you do in that class. Like you just learn how to use Premiere and stuff. Um, and it's just really like, it's really hands-on with like the editing and I don't know. I enjoyed it. I learned, that's probably the class I learned the most from too, probably because I enjoyed it the most. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, right now I'm in two independent studies, uh, technically they were advanced film production and just another independent study, but, um, those classes were too small. So like they turned them into independent studies, uh-huh. um, in my pre-practicum and then directing with you. So, uh, you had a lot of cat classes right now. Yeah, only cat classes. <laughs> That's all I've had for like the past three years. So, uh-huh. um, I've, I've really been in the thick of it. I feel like <laughs> for the most part, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much uh, what else what did you ask? It was just about my experience. With yeah, just like classes and stuff. I was also wondering just like uh, about your favorite parts of film and like what that entails. But like, you know, I know editing. You want yeah, to talk yeah, a little more yeah. about editing? Because um, I, I think I already I already kind of knew you as an, as an editor. Yeah. And I also quite enjoy editing. So I think we have some common ground. There. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think like, I don't know. I, I feel like I have a really different perspective on like, how how to like work film and stuff or like how to create film because my brain just works completely backwards from it like every time i'm like out like having to do a project it's always like i think of editing first like i'm every shot i get it's like okay i see a brick that's like discolored from the ones all around it i could use that and like mask out the brick and be like it could be like some kind of symbolism for like me being the loner out of everything and then uh-huh. like the brick like disappears and then it's me and the brick and it's just like, <laughs> you're seeing it you already yeah, see it exactly. yeah like, that's how my brain works and so like i can't really write a story but i like take i really good with like visual metaphors and uh-huh. like, i could create a story out of that and that's probably been my biggest challenge with like the cat program in general is because there's a lot of writing stuff and like a right. lot of directing stuff and um i mean that's just out of my comfort zone for the most part because i feel like it's the thing i'm worst at um so I, yeah i would say that's my biggest challenge and uh kind of just with how my brain works but i think i think um mr johnson really understands that though about me mm-hmm. like uh the fact that like i just my brain just works backwards and when it comes to film um so he cuts me a lot of slack i think <laughs> uh but yeah it makes it a lot more enjoyable whenever i actually get to like you know get that work with other people like if i have somebody else yeah. like, write it and then somebody else film it <laughs> and then they just give me all the stuff i mean it's like it's just like a playground for me you know so yeah it's fun to uh like find out how like best someone works when it comes to film because there's so many different like approaches to it and if you're more of a visual person Mm -hmm. like you can find your role and still i feel like still work with someone who like isn't like you were talking about like working with writers and stuff you can find a way to kind of fit that all together yeah no i understand why the writers want to get paid more because (laughs) i I could not do that stuff at all 
I mean, I guess I could, but not well, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. I know that uh, it was my freshman year. I guess it was your sophomore slash junior yeah, year. I had yeah. a couple bumps in the road, so I, I'm still doing four years here. Uh, I came in as a sophomore. <laughs> uh, and you would, like, work on these films with my brother, Rush, and mm -hmm. it would, like, we'd We'd all stay up all night and everything night. And, yes. <laughs> and film all night. And then you'd edit all throughout the morning. You know, what do you think of that process? What do you think of, is that your preferred way to like kind of get it done? Or was it just De class related? Yeah, definitely not preferred uh -huh. way to get it done, but probably the, I would definitely just work better, best under pressure. Uh -huh. So like, I think in reality, if I had tried to plan it out more and stuff, like I would have overthought it and mm -hmm. like ended up coming out with something that like wasn't what I really wanted. I've come to learn like uh, throughout college that like going with like my gut and just like sort of like making what I think looks pretty or whatever has, has worked out for me way more than like, I don't know, sitting down and thinking about it before. Cause I'm just such an overthinker. Yeah. Um, and like, that whole process was just like, I don't know. I mean, you know, we were procrastinating. Mostly. <laughs> That's the reason why we did it. But like, it definitely like gave me that added pressure boost that I needed to like get it done. Like, um, I, like you said, I, we would stay up all night and then I would edit until class. Like I would literally uh, just keep editing until like, you know, it was like 30 minutes before class and I had to get up and leave. hand it to your teacher. Yeah, exactly. And they'll <laughs> get like, back home and go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and they'd be like, Oh, well, like, you know, if it was, if it turned out good, they'd be like, good job and i mean you know sometimes it would be better than most other people who had planned uh -huh. it and i don't know it, it gave me a little bit of confidence but um i don't know i definitely need to learn how to like plan stuff out more and just not overthink it as much because mm. it would benefit me so well if i could just not do things at the last second yeah i mean i can definitely fall into i think i probably a lot of filmmakers can fall into the trap of just like overthinking like i can stare at a script or just think about a script idea for months oh, and yeah. months you know and it's like oh i'm not doing anything with this yeah. <laughs> like i know that there was a script idea that i was like waiting to do for months and months mm. and like it had been weighing on me like all year and I was like, oh, I need to do this. And then it was like one of my last projects for um, intermediate film. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, now's the time to do it. And <laughs> it was time to write the script and I just couldn't do it. It was yeah. like, it's too overwhelming and it's too like almost intimidating. Oh, it's, it's very intimidating. You know, and especially when you want to do the idea. Yeah. So it's like I ended up just um, like setting up cameras and then like improvising you know and it was yeah, so exactly. much less pressure it's a to... lot more fun <laughs> yes it was a lot more fun and we set up the cameras and we just had fun doing like a comedy because we were improvising all the dialogue and it was just like it was supposed to be fun yeah. you know it's like instead of like overthinking and being like oh i have to write the perfect exactly, script yeah. instead it's like oh i'm just trying to make this person laugh you know and yeah, then it's, it's like, like telling a joke yeah you're so much more in the moment and exactly. it's so it's so it's it's I can see the different processes and I can see why I can see the appeal of planning it out. It's definitely yeah. necessary. I mean, some for people some. just work that. I would say most uh -huh. people work that way. Yeah. Like, with planning and stuff. Like I all the people that I know, like are are definitely or not all the people, but like a lot of people like my mm. girlfriend, like my roommate and stuff, they're all planners. Right. And it's just like it, it makes me feel so out of place a lot of the times because they'll be like working on homework throughout the day. Uh, and I don't even remember what I've been doing throughout the day. Like I've just been like mumbling around, staring at my cat for like four hours. So like <laughs> I don't know. It, I, it's I creative mind. It's yeah. Creative mind. No, I'm definitely left brained or whatever the one is where it's you're <laughs> yeah, the, not as logical. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's left brain. I'm pretty sure. I'm not, I, I can't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, procrastination is, is definitely a, a, a good tool and a good obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. Okay. My next question I'm kind of segueing, okay. taking a hard right turn, I guess, just to like, 
how did you get into music? You know, like you have this filmmaking and you have this really big creative outlet. So mm. what about this other creative outlet? What about music? Well, as of right now, it's definitely just a hobby for me. Mm. Um, my best friend growing up, he was, I mean, he's the one who got me into film. Like uh, we, we were like eight. Um, we just used to hang out all the time. We were obsessed with YouTubers. Uh -huh. And uh, my first thing that I ever started doing was like making Lego stop motion videos with like yes. my camera. I would yeah, like, I did that too. Yeah, I would take like thousands of pictures and just like throw them together, like voiceover or whatever. It was really simple, but like um, that's where I got my start with film. And then like as that progressed, like my friend Preston, he, he got into like music. He's really good at drums, really mm -hmm. good at guitar and stuff like that. And I was always jealous of him um for that and i feel like that jealousy really drove me to like start learning yeah how to do it like um it's a good motivator yeah just i just being like dang be that like, person's so good yeah i thought I he was that. really cool so like i wanted to be as cool as him and i wanted to be in a band with him huh. so like uh i wanted to be good enough to be in a band with him so mm -hmm. in like ninth grade i i picked up a guitar for the first time and i went to two guitar lessons and then i quit because i was like i don't like being told how to do this uh -huh. i'm just gonna figure it out for myself um and so I'm self-taught from there. Uh, and then just like, I, I kind of learned how to play guitar and it was like fine. I was like, yeah, I'll press it some girls or whatever. Um, but <laughs> Another good motivator, yeah, jealousy yeah, and yeah. girls. Yeah, great motivators for a 14 year old boy. Uh -huh. um, but once I got into college, I uh, found some friends, uh, Parker and Kent, they, uh, well, Parker goes to UNA, Kent doesn't. Um, and they're in a band called Nevermind. And I uh, started hanging out with them and they showed me their setup and everything and they were like you know you could play you said you could play guitar like you want to mm -hmm. try like lay some stuff down i was like yeah sure um and i just played some stuff for them and they used like three of my loops in their songs and then i as soon as i got home that night it was my first time ever recording in a studio before as soon as i got home that night i hooked up my blue yeti from whenever i used to make youtube videos into my mac mm -hmm. luckily i had logic on there so i already had a music editing software um, and I just started recording stuff and, uh, then I made 3am with, and I sent it over to them. Sorry. I'm like rambling. Oh no, this is all real. This is all part of your story. Yeah. Now you're lame Lake. We're getting to the lame Lake origin yeah. story. <laughs> um, but I sent over my, the draft for 3am to them and, uh, they were like, dude, this is, this is great. Uh -huh. And I was like shocked and they asked if they could hop on it. Um, so then we made that song together. Uh, and it's still my biggest song. Yeah. Like, uh, when I released it, it, uh, I think it's, I mean, it's not huge, obviously. It's like 19,000 views uh, on Spotify. I think, yeah. It's got, like that. I think it's just hit like around 19 or 20,000 on Spotify. Mm -hmm. It's got like 10,000 on Apple music, uh, 14,000 on SoundCloud and like 10,000 nice. on YouTube or something mm -hmm. like that. So like, I mean, you know, decent numbers. Yeah. Uh, Especially if you put them all together. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's, that's the thing. That's my biggest problem is like the app that I can like view all my stats uh -huh. on. It does put them all together. So it's like 50,000 right uh -huh. now. Like, there, and nice. it's like, I'm like, dude, like, oh my gosh, I, I want that to be bigger, but it grows really slowly over time. Mm -hmm. um, and I really don't need to, I, I, my biggest thing is I don't ever want to care about numbers. So mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, Starting I mean, the art. yeah, exactly. That that's pretty much all I care about is art. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. kind of bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much how I got started in music and stuff. Like it was kind of just like off a whim. It's always just me trying to be good enough for other people. So I guess, you know, that kind of turned out in a good way, but I definitely like through music and like through film learned how to like be good enough for myself as well. Yeah. Because like I made things that I liked, you mm -hmm. know, it doesn't matter what other people like because I'm the one who makes it. So I get to dictate, you know, where it goes and who it goes to.
Yeah, I think that the, the process of like making art that you're like proud of, it gives you a little bit of confidence. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, I, I know I made some films that I was just like, oh, these are so bad. And especially when you look at like your classmates and you're like, oh, some of these are great. Yeah. Uh, but like when you make a few good ones or you make a few good songs, it's like, you know, it builds you up. You're oh, like, hey. It's an addiction, dude. Yeah, that's it, why you want to make more. You're yes. like, oh, I need to feel better, but I also need to just be proud of it. And then you start to love the art of it as well. Yeah. You know, so you have like, pure reasons and you have your little secret <laughs> reasons too yeah, i think it's good there's always a, a good amount of mix though like yeah. it's like a coke like you know it's not gonna be good if it doesn't have the unhealthy stuff yeah <laughs> sorry i'm getting a little toxic now <laughs> i mean mcdonald's hey it tastes good yeah but, exactly. you know have a little <laughs> junk in it. you get a little bit of junk but hey the end product yeah i mean i think that that's it's a part of making art, you know, it, yeah. there's emotions tied to it, but there's also yeah. the sense of pride. I mean, exactly. I mean, that, I like that everything is attached to art, in my opinion. So I know that um, based off the single Poor Health, mm. that this it has like sort of a different style, you know, as some mm. of the other music that you've released before. So how do you navigate through different styles of music <laughs> and how do you like kind of decide how a song or EP in this case is going to sound? Yeah. Um. Well, I guess with like the sound like mm. changing, it's really just like me figuring out the software more. Uh -huh. So like when I first started, it's all acoustic because that's all I knew how to record. Like, I mean, it's easy to just hook up a mic and play guitar right into it. <laughs> um, but like once I started to figure out the software a lot more and like getting all this like, you know, randomly getting new equipment yeah. and stuff, I was able to like figure out how to get the biggest revelation for me was figuring out that I could hook my guitar into my computer. Like that was like, oh, my gosh. Like I can like my electric guitar, I can like add pedal, I can download pedals offline and like make it sound however I want to. Like uh -huh. I don't need to like spend hundreds of dollars on these, these like amps and stuff that make it sound better when I could just hook it in my computer and download it. You can do it all in the computer. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to like have it sound like that if in real life. If I were life. to play live, I would bring my computer and play my mm -hmm. guitar through my computer. Cause like there's, I don't really know any other way to get that sound right. other than like through my computer. Cause I, it's so like specific. Um, and it's so like customizable yeah um but like with poor health i um definitely like it also sort of um stems from like who i'm listening to at the moment because like i'm really big into the 1975 right now as well and uh or really when i was back when i recorded poor health mm -hmm. and um I mean, if you go listen to it, like it, it literally is a carbon <laughs> copy of the night. I mean, not a copy of a 1975 song, but like the formula, you know? Yeah. Like the inspiration the is there. You can see the inspiration. Um, or like a coin song. Uh, but like, I guess that's kind of like, it's all of those factors, like learning, getting new equipment and like just liking new music. Um, all of that is like really sort of what drives, like what direction my music goes with. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, like, I'm tying everything back to film, I guess, just because it's, like, the medium I'm most familiar with. But, like, what you said about, like, listening to new artists, I definitely can relate to. Like, if I see, like, a new movie or something, mm. you know, it's, like, it's just the inspiration of, like, hey. Yeah. Well, I never really thought you could even do something like that. Or, yeah, like, exactly. oh, or this is so inspiring to me right now. Like, I want to make a movie like that. Exactly. That's why every time I see a new movie that I really love, I'm, like, my next movie is going to be like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can see how like music, you'd feel the same way. I mean, there's just inspiration. Yeah, And I love that new feeling, that feeling. Cause it's like yeah. seeing a new color, bro. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like when I hear new sounds, it's like, it, it's like magic to me. And I just want to make like a whole EP about that. That's, that's also how my EPs happen. It's like, mm. I find like maybe like one sound that I like, like a vintage, like piano. And I take that and I'll like more, 
morph it into like different instruments just with like a it's hard to explain but like just with different effects and stuff and mm -hmm. i use it in like all my different songs so like technically if you broke down like each of my songs for my new ep that's about to come out like you could break them down to one core part that's exactly the same through all of them like there's one piano part that's exactly the same in all of my songs that's kind of cool though i you can <laughs> see the similarity like yeah. you can i guess it gets a sense of cohesion if you're talking like yes, ep exactly. instead of like this is just a single like it's it, like putting a filter over something like yeah. literally it's like i don't know it, it's the line that that connects everything for me so uh, that's kind of how my eps get their sound as well uh so yeah I was just, I was also going to ask about like, is there anything you want people to know about your EP oh, or anything, you know, before yeah. it comes out? Do so, we have a name reveal yet? Has that happened? Mm, I mean, I've told people, but I've never like, I haven't like announced it. I uh, guess I could just tell you, I don't really care. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm calling it Sunset Runner. Uh -huh. Um, cool. and the first, the first song is, uh, about sunsets and, uh, the last song is about sunrises. So, you know, there's okay. like a little parallel structure. Yeah. Um, and that's basically kind of like the whole theme throughout. I mean, I don't talk about sunsets in every song, but like, it's basically like, I don't know. I call it sunset runner because in the first song, the chorus goes, it's called when the sunsets I want to follow. Mm -hmm. That's the name of the song. And that's how the course goes as well. And, uh, it's, it's basically just like never wanting there. Like, I don't want there to be a tomorrow, like wherever the sun goes, I'm just going to go and it can uh -huh. like stay the same day, like, you know, wherever, or like what even is a day at that point if the sun's always up right so like i don't know i guess it just ties into that whole cohesion thing like i i, I want stability like you know i want like you know I, I can't keep going through like these nights and days like i just want to like pick one and like stick with it uh-huh and that's kind of i guess what drove me to like start writing music for the sun like i wrote this whole ep over the summer like every song i wrote it was over the summer and recorded it and produced it uh it's done now like I, i'm just waiting and until the right time to release it. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's kind of um, how it's sort of like made, I guess. Uh, it'll probably come out, it'll definitely come out before the end of the year. So like mm -hmm. before 2024, um, I'm definitely gonna release it before then. Uh, fingers crossed at least. I always say I'm gonna do that. And yeah. It's like two years later or something. It's released. Yeah. That's really exciting. I that's an interesting concept. I'm really excited to hear. I like that description of that song specifically. That sounds really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. And also like sunsets are really easy to make like a cover art for. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> and they're so another, pretty. They're yeah, so pretty. Exactly. Um a lot of the times I, like for a lot of my projects, I'll make the cover art first and then record the song because I want to make us like I love this cover art so much that I want to make a song for the cover art. Uh, I'm working on a song called Red Light or um, Don't Stop at the Red Light right now. Um, it's literally just because I, I like generated this like picture of like a red light on, on uh, Mid Journey and then like threw it in Photoshop and just did a bunch of cool stuff to it. I was uh, like, that would be a cool album cover. So like <laughs> our song cover. So I'm going to make a single called that. I haven't even like finished writing it yet, but I know I'm going to have that song. <laughs> uh so yeah that's kind of how my crew like i said i work backwards yeah it's cool to see <laughs> but you like to work in different mediums too it's like you have a little bit of like visual like graphic art and yeah. then like you have film and then there's editing i do it all my song too. yeah it's all by yourself <laughs> it's yeah. just cool to hear the different ways that your brain thinks in these Thank artistic you. mediums yeah. i'm glad somebody wants to listen to how it <laughs> happens because it's kind of annoying to just have it in your head the whole time yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's that's pretty much how how all that goes essentially. <laughs>
So as we're wrapping it up, um, we have a segment called Fizzle Down Feel Good. Okay. Where we just mention one good thing that happened to us this week. It can be something small or something huge and amazing, but like okay. within like the past like week, something something good that happened. Um, definitely, I would say getting invited to be on this podcast. Oh, because <laughs> like, that's sweet. I mean, I've always wanted to do a podcast, and it was everything that I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. um and i was hoping it for it to be and i mean this is just another like medium that i haven't really explored that much yet so i'm glad to actually be creating something else besides music or film or whatever right now <laughs> um and it's like i don't know it's really nice to talk about my music and stuff like somebody who's interested in mm -hmm. it you know it's always nice to hear not always nice to to be a part of so i would say that being here is definitely probably the best thing that happened to me this week great i'll take that <laughs> yeah i love to hear i mean your creative process and stuff and just like projects you're working on and just how you view the mediums. I mean, I think that's great. So thank you. Be happy to have you back sometime. <laughs> I would love to come back sometime. Uh, for me, I'm going to say, I mean, maybe it's just because we talked about it earlier on the podcast, but uh, playing that piano oh, with Trevor yeah. and everything, that was great. That's Trevor was playing second. piano and we <laughs> created that song with Leo and everything. And then Leo left and we made a great ballad about <laughs> Leo and anti-Leo. <laughs> and then eventually uh, this other person named James joined in and we made a whole musical. We, we wow. improvised a musical. Y'all were there for a while. We were there for a while. We were there for a few hours. <laughs> oh we are waiting for gosh. someone to kick us out. Uh, never happened. Wow. Uh, but we wrote a musical about, uh, it was a mystery and it was uh, about a woman who got her face cut off. Oh, wow. But it, was, it wasn't as graphic and horrifying as it sounds. Uh, okay. It was okay. Everything was fine. Oh, okay. And then the mystery was solved in the end. We got to improvise all of that. We love there were so many end. different songs. It was, there was an act break. <laughs> it, was, it was epic. It was huge. I wish I would have been there for that. that that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we want to make more. I think I'd love to improvise more musicals. It's yeah. so fun. That's just such you a fun thing should. to just do. Just start like, sitting down and just recording them and just like, I don't know, take bits that you like and just like, yeah. I don't know, just put them all Do together. something with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Dude. I love that. So Colby, anything you want to plug before we wrap it up? Um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of plugs because I don't know, it seems like selling out, but I will do it anyways. Um, I go by Lame Lake uh, on pretty much everything. Uh, I've got a YouTube, Instagram, um, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music. You know any listening platform go check out my my stuff uh i just released a new song called poor health like you said so i think you'll you know everybody should go listen to that and i think we uh, if it's okay we'd put it at the beginning of this episode oh maybe yeah as the totally intro fun. yeah play maybe the whole song played at the end <laughs> yeah. play at the beginning play at the end so yeah. in case you're wondering what that song that you're hearing is that you love so much you want to hear more <laughs> it's poor health by lame lake so go check out his music that's awesome <laughs> uh and we are at una soda or at una underscore soda on pretty much every social media uh soda s-o-t-a uh, School of the Arts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, I hope you guys tune in next week. And uh, bye. Adios. Bye.